Three, two, one, and welcome to the Peak PT Studio podcast uh, with myself, Rich Higgins, Josh Jurieff, and David Lewis Charlton, as well as joining us. This is our pilot episode, so there might be a lot of um, ours, maybe long pauses. Uh, apologies for that, but we're all going to get ourselves together next week um, and have a bit more of a structural flow. But we just wanted to introduce what the podcast is going to be about, what we're going to be covering, and a little bit of background on ourselves. Uh, what we've done, training history, our own history, and then what we currently do in the studio in Whiteley as well. How are we doing, guys? Hi. Thank you. See, there we go, first out of the gate. A little bit of interruption. <laughs> I'll have to do it like a chat show host. Uh, Josh, if you could talk next. David, if you could talk next. <laughs> um, I guess first off, so Josh... Um, co-owned co-started peak uh, myself and josh just over three years ago um how you doing mate tell us a little bit about your little bit about your background make it brief make it snappy oh snappy three years it's been since known you well actually longer than that uh background uh sport i guess like the fitness wise playing football playing hockey um and then yeah just is that snappy enough? Is that is that it? Roll a bit more. <laughs> I was having a sip of coffee. Roll some more. <laughs> yeah, so um, introduction to sport for me, football. Um, come from a football family and then went, no, nah, I don't like that, went to hockey because I was shit at football. <laughs> Yo, and um, then... So, yeah, went. Go, mate. That was it, really. Is that it? Okay. And then, um, yeah, went into fitness, got the first fitness job pre-university, just before university. And, um, yeah, fell into kind of lifting and kind of getting stronger and fitter from that. And then roll on 25 years, and here we are. <laughs> nice. That was snappy. 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And David, same question. Well, let me take you back to six-year-old David <laughs> and where it all began. So my background mostly come from rugby. So I did actually start at six years old. Uh, and it was just a coincidence. I was walking along, saw a friend walking past early on a Sunday and they were walking to rugby. I was like, oh, where are you going? Said, to rugby. I was like, oh, I'll come along. And then from there continued playing all the way up until just after university so I've always sort of had a sport background rugby background and then went to university did sport and exercise science played rugby whilst there so learned a bit more about actual fitness stuff rather than just rugby stuff which I was always interested in and then at the time they don't tell you when you do your degree, you then need to specialise in something. It doesn't actually give you anything. I was like, cool, great. Uh, took a year out, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Enjoyed the gym and helping people sort of train and uh, get set up at the gym at university and things. So I thought I'd try and do that for the general population, hence becoming a personal trainer. And then started in a gym, enjoyed the gym environment, and then ever since then, 
have just enjoyed sort of learning more, learning more about fitness, how to sort of perfect it a bit better than what the personal training qualification gives. And here we are today. So now sort of out of a gym, gym environment into a studio environment. Uh, so I've sort of had experience working on one-to-ones, smaller groups as well as classes um, and getting used to normal people, as we say, rather than elite athletes and fitness influencers, because it's a very different lifestyle as much as it's not portrayed and then here we are today working with I think like you say, it's, it's interesting that you've got <laughs> three of us here with uh sports science backgrounds at university pretty much all come from a sport or playing sport background and you go I'll go into PT and or go into sports science work with athletes I'm going to do this and this and this and actually like you say I think number one, working with the general population ends up being a lot more interesting. A lot of the athletic background is just numbers and and hitting certain numbers and it all becomes a bit robotic. Um, And actually, when you work with the general pop, there's a lot of work rounds um, with that side of things, brings a little bit more interest to it. And um, from a a work and business point of view, it's where um, most of the long-term business money, etc., is really. Um, so yeah, it's it's funny how we've all pretty much come from a fairly similar background. I'd say sport, exercise science through university, um, and then into the PT world. I think on that, hopefully over the coming weeks, we'll drop in little bits of science and exercise science. But we don't want to make it too geeky as a podcast. We want to give a little bit of what we do uh i mean josh is is going for it <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of what we what do effects? in the yeah. studio um give it the real world feel we do train real people every week um which i think like you say the instagram population maybe not so much a lot of them aren't training real people so hopefully we can give a bit of a feel for that um what we do in the studio how things are set up um and over I guess the lifespan of our careers so far, what we found that works well, what doesn't work well, um, hopefully give a little bit of an insight into that and also diving into whatever pops up week to week as things often do in the fitness industry. Um, you get the latest trend on Instagram through fit, through fitness. We get a new client come in telling us they're on such and such a diet because they watched Netflix. Um, so yeah, we, we can give our little bit of an opinion on that as well. Um, so that's the general plan and theme for the podcast um little bit of background on us as well i think part of this is you know looking at us outside of work as well um we wanted to put this together so we give the members and and clients that we see day to day a bit more insight and background to what we actually do as individuals that we're not just fitness people you know that we run a business um we have families we're married all of that kind of stuff um we're getting married all of that kind of stuff um that yeah we we have to fit our fitness or nutrition into a normal work life balance as well um that we're not just oh you work 10 hours a day in the gym you must be super fit it's like yeah showing other people what to do not necessarily doing it ourselves um so yeah we'll get around the room a little bit again josh like bit of a 
background on you at the moment I suppose not necessarily a background but yeah how do you go about fitting in training life balance nutrition stuff like that around you know a hectic home and work schedule as well uh good question let's have a think um no we got um so i've got two young kids so father of two and trying to fit it in is quite hectic it's quite um all over the place especially with obviously after school activities and school in general school trips and all that jazz um trying to get a balance has been tough especially recently for me just moved into a house and um that has been a challenge i know david has moved into a house too so i know how you feel on that one but yeah thinking about the balance i've only recently just come back from holiday and that gave me a nice time to have a distinct break and then <laughs> yeah i'll pop the question too we'll get onto that um, just a holiday yes yeah, just a holiday um yeah but i think for me i i have struggled with getting that kind of work-life balance uh down and it's just been a little bit more um realistic now i think now having that kind of distinct break and i can come into it um but it's for me being a little bit more tougher on myself not as in i need to take more on but also having a clear distinction between when i have certain things on so like you know monday they got cross-country running i could pick them up from four and then kind of having work balance kind of scheduled in between those times um so i think yeah trying to get the work-life balance has been tough but it's definitely realistic and i think um for me i just needed that little break just to kind of distinguish when i need to do stuff and when i shouldn't so i went to push and pull um so yeah that's how we get that and then kind of bringing on to fitness i've recently and rich will be happy to hear this uh recently taken up running again <laughs> running um so yeah i did two miles this morning uh blowing out of my hole <laughs> um for for anyone that doesn't know uh, i used to i used to run with hockey and stuff but um my I, my back went what was it five years ago um yeah uh so that's for when oh, we go we are uh, we, so got the short, we got the short background story earlier this is going to be the long one now <clears throat> yeah everyone just, get a couple horlicks ready <laughs> just on the like busyness side of it i think you said like into when we see clients day to day i think sometimes it can help when people have got it's a bit like calories and when you get people you know, watching their nutrition or tracking certain things, like a bit of restriction sometimes actually really helps. If you know, obviously it takes a bit more mm. pre-planning and there's limitation to this. I get that some people are running around all the time after kids and work and things like that. But sometimes the structure can really help when you know I've only got that half hour slot, that hour slot to do my own thing or, or do my own exercise or go for a walk, whatever it might be. And the mm. fact that you then have no hesitation around that can sometimes really... I think help you can get kind of paralysis by analysis and you know if you've got too much freedom of oh I could train at x time or yeah I might push it back to tomorrow or this but if you know I've got two one hour slots in the week or I've got three 30 minute slots in the week I, I find personally seeing clients that sometimes that helps with their structure that they know that's the hour slot 
you book it out in the diary it fits around the diary yes things come up now and again but it can give um a bit more detail when you are a little bit busier i think yeah sure yeah and it's not like you have to take it to the extremes like you know some people do you know get up at five o'clock just like right i've only got an hour between five and six like well i'm sure you if you worked it through and kind of filtered out some of the work that you you can do you can kind of be a bit more inventive and kind of tag things together and bring things together um that way so that helped me a lot yeah definitely well, that's also I think, sorry that's also why i think personal training works so well for a lot of people because it is that specific time set in the diary that yeah. this is our two hours for the week that is just dedicated time to fitness and then all they know they have to do is just turn up they don't sort of have to think too much pre-plan anything once it's in the diary most people are fine at working around that set time and so again because it's just that set time they don't have to sort of think what they're doing that's basically they they fashion it out to us to get to know them to know what their needs and wants are and then they just have to turn up mm. and as long as they continue turning up and be consistent they're going to get the results as much as that sort of just that hour can get them and then when they're into that consistency it's a bit easier to then talk about the other skills like you were saying about manipulating nutrition or sleep or any other sort of of the the lifestyle recovery stuff that comes with the fitness stuff it's all just sort of skill-based and we're lucky enough to have been in it for nearly a couple of decades mm. I think yeah like you say I mean I have a coach myself we'll probably talk about it later down the line potentially of how we have look at our own training um, in another podcast but outsourcing that time for me really helps so I don't have to think about it I'm also answerable slightly to someone else and like you say having a personal trainer I think a lot of that when people come and see us it's not necessarily about the background or the expertise or picking the right or the funkiest Instagram exercise. It's just accountability. And if you're there week in, week out at the same time, you see those people also why the group training works. I think that, you know, if you've got a group of four people together, a little bit of what we do at the studio, small group, personal training, basically you a bit like team, we've all come from team sports, team background. You know, if you don't turn up to training on a Tuesday night, you get a couple of mates messaging you what's going on, where were you or giving you a bit of stick, whatever it might be similar with the group training. It's uh, such and such hasn't been in for a week. Haven't seen them the last couple of sessions. Haven't seen them for a bit. What's up? And you get a little bit of a, a community. Vegas baby. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. We can put that on another podcast. Um, but yeah, you get people kind of you become accountable to to more people um and i know that's always been talked about is people say oh have an accountability buddy with your training or whatsapp and stuff like that and put it in a physical structure of how we do in the studio i think um can kind of really help uh most people know roughly what they should be doing i think when it comes to training and nutrition or i should do a little bit more of this i should do a bit more walking but then it's having the accountability to make sure that you do it basically Agreed. It's well, and that's again why it's good working with someone because they get to know you as a person, not 
just your fitness goals. And so especially like with the studio, you get to know your small community and then they get to know each other. Um, and then the other people, not just us, ask the others, oh, how's it going? Oh, how's, how's this going? How's that going? And, and again, it just helps keep it a little more ingrained subconsciously rather than just when you're thinking about it, which then just helps run in the background when life is inevitably busy. Mm. So that's where, again, yeah. the, the, the community and the small group stuff really helps. It's not isolating fitness away from your life. It's integrating it in so that it's not separate. Yeah, it becomes the culture, doesn't it? A lot of what I see, I think, as well at this studio is you get, <clears throat> it's all very well, you know, a PT in their 30s or 40s, maybe, um, telling people, yeah, you can do this and this and this. Um, and it's really, I'd imagine it's really easy from their point of view to look on that and go, yeah, that's great. You've done sport your entire life, but actually to see someone else in a similar situation um, whether it's in that group setting or someone else on the leaderboard in the studio, whatever it might be. Oh yeah, that's whoever. They're a bit of a background on them. You know, they're they're day-to-day people. They're not people that are fully, fully involved in fitness their entire life. So us telling them, oh yeah, we're going to do X, Y, and Z in this session. You know, you can I can completely understand a bit of muttering under the breath and yeah, easy for you to say, you always do this, you've always done sport or whatever it might be so to see that comparison (laughs) see that comparison of other people in similar situations still doing stuff still getting things done you get that kind of positive cross-contamination of of how things can fit into your life yeah well because i think it's that fine sort of balance of letting people know what they can be doing towards their goals but not pushing it too hard that people think oh well the sort of perfectionist mentality of oh, if I can't do all of it I won't do anything yeah. but then similarly not not being too on the other extreme of no you don't need to do anything you can just relax you know fitness is just for fitness sake it's it's that middle ground of trying to work within that uncomfortable zone that's not too uncomfortable that you're pushing too hard and it's too stressful but they're not on the other end of that uncomfortable zone where it's too easy and you're not actually progressing so it's always that that goldilocks rule of not too hot not too cold just about right and again that's where it sort of works well with similar people with similar circumstances in life as well as the three of us having an understanding of life as well as fitness rather than pushing this is the optimal route do it or or do well (laughs) that was it when we came when we looked at peak studio um get fit or get fuck was uh another (laughs) working title that we had so i think we probably chose the right one in the end but (laughs) it was another avenue stream stream that we were looking at (laughs) but yeah there is an awful lot of of that out there i think they're kind of all or nothing or uh, if you're not doing like josh said getting up at 5 a.m and doing x y and z and having your detox tea then what's the point um whereas actually there's an awful lot of middle ground between those two things (laughs) yeah no david goggins (laughs) (laughs) awesome um i think we've got a lot covered there 
a bit of background about kind of what we all do um a little bit of background on the studio and you know you've got a bit of an insight in what we do day to day um going forward with the podcast like i say that's what we're going to be covering what how our weeks looked anything that pops up from us from a training point of view anything that we see kind of repeated through a few clients or through ourselves that we think that might be useful initially the idea with this is we're getting more information out to i mean first and foremost our members and our clients if anyone else listens to it then magic um but the initial interest is is from people that we kind of train already and to get a bit more information out there um so yeah any questions any topics that you want us to cover going forward just drop us a message um and we can get through on that side of things as well so yeah if anyone does has any questions any topics they want us to cover drop us a whatsapp message obviously clients can mention it to it at the studio um or drop us a mention on instagram on peak pt studio or on facebook through there uh david has very kindly reminded me of part of that social hub that we are at peak pt studio to plug our social that we're on the 23rd of october is it 23rd 22nd 23rd um on the sunday that we're going out to red spider bouldering and climbing wall we've got local um climbing expert you wouldn't think there's too much of it around sort of gosport fairham area that kind of um background but josh jurieff is uh mm. well versed on the climbing wall um so yeah we'll be doing our social there. i don't want to brag <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we'll be doing our social event there um get a few people together it's a bit of fun there's no we don't need to kind of get harnessed up uh or any belaying or anything like that big crash mats around there's a kids area well josh will be leading that um if you want to stay in close proximity to the floor you can do that and work along the wall rather than up the wall um but yeah to get as many people as we can along to that should be good fun uh any other business guys anything to add no, that's all good. I'm just gonna just reminds me to uh, buy some adult nappies. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Share some rounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think actually, so far of the people that are going, about fifty percent are scared of heights. So it should be a good day out. <laughs> yeah, Therapy yeah, session. yeah. It should be. Well. <laughs> I mean, I miss. I should be okay. I, I, everyone knows now that I ziplined for the first time, thirty-six years. Ziplined on holiday, and um, only went through three pairs of pants. So that's but fine. didn't die. <laughs> I didn't die. That is very, very true. Did not die. I liked on the the video of you ziplining. You've like held the clearly the exact position that you've been told to hold. You know when you go to one of those <laughs> things and they're like two hands on the ropes, legs up at 90 degrees, and Josh is like static in that position the whole way down the zip line. <laughs> Just imagine listening to <laughs> I the I don't know if you ever play with a yeah. Lego man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you imagine a, ye- a Lego man on a rope mm. in that 90 degree, that was me for about yeah. 200 meters. Just, just there. That was brace, me. Brace, brace, brace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. The man telling you what to do, like, yep, got it, got it. Don't move from that position, got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't enjoy it. Yeah, Just 
<laughs> yeah, if anyone's struggling to improve their grip strength, just do that once a week. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> Excellent, guys. Uh, that's it from me. I think that's everything for our pilot episode. Um, we will all be together next week. Um, this episode will go out on a Tuesday. Uh, recording on a Monday so if you have any questions get them in before then um, but yeah it's going to go out every Tuesday from here we'll do this in a bit more of a round table format next week um, but that is it from me cheers guys Woo. thanks boys thank you thank you I get to hear what my voice sounds like <laughs> everything Excellent. take it easy have a good week